0: Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony i Time to check in on the Cleveland Indians. And we're going to bring in Jordan and JB, uh, you know, I take full responsibility for what happened to the Indians over the weekend against the Orioles, uh, having written about them on Friday. And the Castro curse uh, did not take long to, to settle <laughs> in. Uh, Tribe has lost three of four uh, to start the 10-game homestand against uh, all contending clubs, the Orioles, Rangers, and Royals. Uh, So entering Tuesday, uh, you know, things have been rough, especially on the pitching side. They've given up uh, six runs, four runs, six runs, and nine runs in the last four games uh, in addition to committing a a season-high four errors
1: on Memorial Day. What do you make of the way the last few days have played out? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, uh, as we mentioned before, you know, they had a a great series in Cincinnati that kind of helped get the offense going, you know, and then going into this stretch, Um, where they were going to be facing the Red Sox and the Orioles and the Rangers and some other um, contending teams coming up. This was going to be a good litmus test for this club, and I think early on you're seeing um, kind of them being tested exactly like we said they would. So I thought that Baltimore series was pretty close. You know, those were some hard-fought games. Um, So I think that that was a, a good series, even though the Indians ended up losing two or three. And then Texas just was a... You know, just one of those blowouts. You run into him. Josh Tomlin had been 7-0 and on the year. And really, uh, his track record was not beating himself. And in this one, he kind of did. So he ran into trouble early. Uh, there was a controversial call that got manager Kerry Francona ejected in the opener of the series against the Rangers, and that kind of opened the floodgates. You know, things escalated quickly, and Tomlin, was hung with his first loss of the year. I don't think we thought he was going to go 20 and 0 on the season. So losses happen, but I think again as they continue to go through this stretch, it'll continue to show um, just where this team stands. And right now, I mean, the AL Central's pretty wide open. The teams are once again clustered together, with the exception of the Twins. And I think that's the way we kind of anticipated it would be deep into the summer, and that's kind of how it's exactly playing out right now.
0: Obviously, the rotation has been tested for uh, a while now without Carlos Carrasco. Uh, I know as we record this, there's no uh, exact decision on his next move, but uh, it'll be another rehab start or it could possibly start Friday against the Royals. But either way, Carlos Carrasco is coming soon to
1: a rotation near you. What do you make of his progress? Yeah, and I think, you know, it sounds like he will be making his next start in Cleveland. Um, I think they're just kind of tiptoeing around that just, you know, because you never know what's going to happen in the next few days. You know, think back to earlier this season when we were wondering, how on earth are they going to get Michael Brantley back on the roster? What roster move could they possibly make? And then Carrasco got hurt. So, I mean, you just never know uh, what's going to happen. I think that's why they've kind of been careful around saying that. But I think the view is, even if it's Carlos Carrasco for 80 pitches, uh, that's better than Carlos Carrasco for no pitches. Um, So if they can bring him back and kind of maybe have the bullpen ready or have either Clevenger or Ryan Merritt, who had a really strong debut in the opener against the Rangers, out of the bullpen, you know, maybe have one of those guys ready to come in behind him, sort of a piggyback outing, um, you know, that might – be a, a good situation for the Indians, but either way, getting Carrasco back uh, will be huge. And now the next step will be, let's to see how long it'll take for Michael Brantley to return. He's still just hitting off the key, you know, kind of gradually working his way up through that hitting progression. And doesn't look like it's going to be anytime soon. Um, but they want to make sure they do it right this time. But getting Carrasco back will be huge, I think, with Bauer kind of looking more effective out of the rotation with the exception of a hiccup here and there. Um, Tomlin being pretty effective with the exception of his most recent outing. Um, I think the rotation is shaping up the way, uh, you know, they kind of thought it would be. There's been bumps in the road, but still pretty strong group overall.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Brantley uh, swinging off a tee, um, but obviously no exact timetable uh, as far as uh, his recovery. But, um I understand you guys had a chance to catch up with him over the weekend. What's your what's your sense of just kind of where are you at mentally with all this?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway I took from it, you know, as we've talked about here before is, you know, he doesn't think he came back too soon. It was such an unknown, um, and he felt so good at the time that even as he sits here with the benefit of hindsight, he still says, no, I, I came back at the right time because he had done all the work and hit all the milestones had bounced back the way that they had hoped he would, um, and then he came back and played, and just, you know, that fatigue set in. So I think this is all kind of a, a learning process in uh, coming back from this type of surgery for him, and, you know, I think it's what they learned from this last one was just because you feel great uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're ready to start taking uh, the, the weekly, daily, you know, grinds of the big league season and being able to come back the next day. So I think that's the biggest hurdle now is when he gets to that point again where he feels, yeah, I'm ready to come back, I think I can handle it, you know, maybe they still need to be conservative and wait a little longer. I mean, I think that's the the obstacle that they're going to have to overcome because they don't want to get into that situation, as we've mentioned multiple times, where it's a start and stop process throughout the rest of the season they want him back and they want him back for the rest of the year and i think that's why you're going to see them take a really ultra conservative approach to this with Bradley out we've seen a lot of jose ramirez
0: in left field and for the most part what we've seen from jose ramirez this season is positive positive although uh in sunday's game there was the, the play off the wall uh off the bat of mark trumbo and and uh kind of got misplayed there He's kind of learning the uh, ins and outs of a of a difficult wall there in left field.
1: Yeah, it was really interesting um, Friday when we were at the ballpark. You know, we always get there pretty early. and um, A lot of times you'll see Brad Mills or, or another coach out in the field working with a player, but what we saw was Brad Mills out in left field by himself with a fungal bat and a bag of baseballs. And he was hitting the baseballs one by one off that wall and just standing there and watching the caroms, studying how they were dropping. He was hitting them to different sections of the wall to see how it would react and it was just really interesting to see this process and then after he did that um, for several minutes by himself Jose Ramirez came out there and joined him um, and Mills kind of went over what he had found and what when we talked to mills he said for some you know he's been here obviously this is fourth season um, but he said for some reason this year the wall there are sections of it that are playing a little differently whether the ball is coming off a little faster, whether the ball's dying. He said the new video board uh, that's been put in there is a different material than the old video boards. When the ball's hit the new one, it just dies and falls straight down, whereas if it hits a foot to the left, the ball will shoot off the wall really hard. And there's also just to the left of the video board, if anyone's been to progressive field, that left field wall isn't doesn't stay straight and true. It has an angle to it as it goes towards the, the foul line. So... Not only is there a section of the video board where the ball would come directly to the outfielder, but three feet to the left is an angled wall where the ball would shoot back towards center field. And I think on the play you're mentioning specifically the Trumbo one, which was had that uh, exit velo of 116, so this was a rocket shot. It put Jose Ramirez in this really sort of, he got caught in between, where he had the angled wall, he had the video board, he had the padded wall sections right there. There were about four different things the baseball could do, and he had to sort of make that judgment call on the fly, and he obviously made the wrong call because the ball hit the angled wall, shot past him, and Rajay Davis ended up picking it up near uh, left center. So we've watched Michael Brantley over the years play that section of the stadium so smoothly that I think you almost take for granted how difficult it is to play left field at progressive field. And I think Jose Ramirez, who this is his first experience, as a left fielder this season on a regular basis, he's kind of still learning the quirks of that that wall. But I think it was interesting to see, you know, after a play like that, to see Mills go out there with Ramirez and kind of going over uh, the various elements because they're trying to get him to to learn faster. But progressive field, that wall, the best teacher is experience, and that's, I think, why Brantley looks so strong when he plays that corner because he's been out there for so long.
0: Well, it's one of the things we love about baseball. Uh, Park effects are real, and uh, every place has its own individual quirks that can impact uh, the way the game is played. So, uh, all right, well, JB, the Indians, uh, for all the troubles of the weekend, they have the best run differential in the division at uh, plus 30, and it was kind of a wild week in the AL Central. The White Sox fell back, uh, and that was the Indian doing, of course, and uh, Royals surged back up to the top, so. Definitely a moving target in the AL Central. The Indians are a big part of that. We'll continue to check in with JB each week. I want to thank him for joining us, and thank you for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition.